0: One of the things that I've always sought to guide my life by—I haven't done this perfectly now, but I've tried to guide my life by—is the fact that no matter what's going on, Satan does not—and trials of life does not take me in too many directions that has to do with my emotions, my fears, my uncertainty that those situations can create, and the pain that they can bring. See because as we go through life, we're not mean for somebody to pass or order job situations to become stressful or car and house and all these things that can happen within such a short space of time. But no matter what we face, it can't move the direction in which we must remain in. Think about Christ's life for just a minute. Think about the Pharisees and the Sadducees trying to take him off center. Think about All the different things they threw at him and how they try to push him within their culture. Think about for just a minute how many times people would challenge Paul about going to the Gentiles. Just for a minute, think of Job there with all his friends telling him to go in different directions. No matter what life brings us, we can't allow it to cause us to remove ourselves from the direction that God has provided. That's what refines us. That's what keeps us more in debt to God and His grace and His mercy. That's what moves the Spirit of God inside of us to strengthen us so that when we focus in this life, nothing takes us off the path that God has for us. Job's wife tried to say, curse God and die. Get off this path. His friends the same way. Get off this path. Take a look at yourself. Job would refuse to get off the path and continue to trust God to walk by faith and not by sight. Daniel's job was stressful. Get off this path. But Daniel stayed on the path even though it took him into a lion's den. No matter what life takes you, you must be about your father's business. Stay focused. The church today lacks it. That's why experiencing God is not what you're experiencing. And then you start thinking out on God. Where's God? Why is this happening to me? God, why are you not doing this? All his church services, what's happening? Why? Because God can't find passionate people that will walk with him against the grain. It was hard for the disciples. Twelve men, they bounce on Jesus Christ attached to the crucifixion. They walked off. Why? Christ is saying, Peter, back to passion, Do you love me? Peter, you got to love me to follow me. Passion against the grain. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the high priests think different, Peter. They think I'm this. They think I'm that. Who do you say that I am? You go against the grain because you believe my word and that I would never lie to you. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. You have to believe that God's word. God's word is true. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. That's what the Bible teaches. Look at chapter 6 of Hebrews. Look down to verse 18. Chapter 6 of Hebrews, verse 18. So that by the two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Are you hearing me? It is impossible for God to lie. He says, he, we who have taken refuge would have a strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. Because it's impossible for God to lie. God is truth. Not, not he tells the truth. By his very nature, he's the truth. Water is wet. By its very nature, it's going to get you wet. Jesus Christ is the truth. By the very nature, that's all he could tell. Now I want you to go to John chapter 8. So when, when I'm passionate about this word when I'm passionate about what it says, guess what I'm doing? I'm depending on somebody that is impossible for them to lie and then they reward me for holding to the faith. They reward me. So, that's why he says, in John, he says, chapter 8, he says this. He says, Satan is a liar and there's no truth in him look at verse 44 he says for you are your father of your father the devil and you want to do the desires of your of your father this is the pharisee he's talking to he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because he there is no truth in him Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So anytime we close this Bible and we say, man, there's God stuff, there's God stuff, man, I, you know, I'm just going to do what I feel I need to do. And what I feel I need to do does not line up with what God is saying. I believe the lie. Jesus is the truth. Satan is a liar. There's no middle ground. There's no moderate view. It's either a liar or the truth. Caleb said, I accepted God as truth. I am totally convinced. That he's telling the truth, and no matter what you say to me, I'm gonna do what God says to do because I know it's the truth. I watched him say, Moses, do this, it worked. I watched him open up the Red Sea and it worked. Everything he said, I'm gonna send you manna, it happened. I said it's gonna come down and build me a tabernacle, and then I'll come down over it, it happened. When I look at everything he said, I don't care what giants are in the land, I believe he's telling me the truth. And to go any other way is to believe a lie that's what leads to the passion as well as that conviction see you got to come to a point in your life where you see that whatever God has told you he has done it you got to believe what the Lord is saying that he said and you got to trust that he's saying it because he cannot lie he's known nothing about him that shows he could lie he said he's going to die on the cross he did he going to get it from the grave he did Joshua believed in him because Joshua said he can't do nothing but the truth. So I don't care how big the giants are. We drop God's word to our feelings. That's what you see here now. What you see here is that when our feelings pop up, we drop God. We have to remain faithful. Look at verse 7. We got to remain faithful because our feelings get the best of us. You say, well, you see that. You see that in verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren, he didn't hate the people that turned against God. He said, they're my brethren who went up with me and made the heart, watch his heart compared to their heart, of the people melt with fear. But I followed the Lord, my God, Fully. They believe this. They let their feelings get in the way. But I decided as Caleb to follow God fully because I'm giving him all my heart. Oh, folks, hey, 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 you know I to hey, Let me park here for just a second. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to go to Joshua. Come on with me. Let's do some Bible study up in here. Look at Joshua chapter 2. The people that they ran from because they were afraid was afraid of them. And they were scared of them, And their hearts melted when they see this nation coming towards them. Their, their heart melted. You say, what do you mean their heart melted? You see a nation come through the Red Sea and kill the most powerful army, the Egyptian army, and swallow them up in the, in, in the Red Sea. Wow. We are not bigger and mightier than the Egyptian army. And they killed them. He's like a god in Egypt, and they wiped him out. These people keep going to war, and nobody dies. I'm watching these people. Every day of my life, I'm seeing Balaam go to curse them, and Balaam can't do it. These people are something special. Oh, you're not following me. When you start to walk with God, you start to stand out. You're not following me. See, you start to stand out. How could your marriage last so long, girl? you stand out. Girl, how could you be single and keep making it like this with all oh, these chilling? You keep standing out. How in the world could you go through what you've been through in your life, and I know what you've been through in your life, and still have some joy in your heart, some, step, some pep in your step? How in the world could you do that? See, you go to work and you start saying good morning, and how you could say good morning? I mean, you're so tired of you coming in here with your mouth wide open talking about good morning. Don't you see it's Monday morning? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Shut that stuff up. See, all of a sudden, You start becoming a testimony to God. And when you start becoming a testimony to God, God is saying, we're on the right path. We're on the right path because you're saying, God, I'm not afraid of what I'm dealing with. I'm not afraid of how big the enemy may be. I'm not afraid of how giant this may seem. What I'm committed to is you, no matter what, because I have a passion for you, no matter what, and it doesn't matter. So God, I'm going to sing to you if it's crazy. I'm going to clap to you when it's crazy. I'm going to bless your name when it's crazy crazy because you can't lie and you got my back. That's how you remain faithful. You don't depend on the circumstance to determine how you're going to be faithful. You You depend on the goodness of God, the grace of God, the might of God, the power of God. And you know he could never turn his back on you. So you stay faithful because of who he is, not because of who we are. (laughs) Look at chapter two of Joshua. Look at chapter two of Joshua. He says in verse nine, he says, "And he said to the men, he said to the men, this is is not Joshua speaking. This is not Joshua or Caleb speaking. This is Rahab. I know that the Lord. (laughs) I wish I had a hoop right here. Here's the sinful person that was prostituting herself on the city wall, but God let her write a verse." Could I get a witness? All because she choose to believe in God. That's the goodness of God. God don't care about your past. He's just happy you want to believe him today. And you're willing to trust him for the future. He don't care what you've been to, where you've been. He cares where you are and where you need to go. That's God. God says, come on Rahab, tell them what they ran for for 40 years. For 40 years they ran from this. Tell them Rahab, tell them. Here's Rahab. I'll never forget Mary Madeline in the Bible. She's the one taking the message to the disciples and she had seven demons and the disciples who walked with Jesus Christ are gone. She had more passion, a commitment to do what God says than the disciples who dealt with their fears. Their fears ran them off. Her commitment to God kept her at the tomb. Yes, sir. That's what made her go against the grain and got the disciples to believe in Jesus. Yes, sir. Walk with me. She says, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you have fallen on us and that all the inhabitants, all, all the valiant men of the land has melted. Away from you. Now, keep your Bible right there. When you see something, keep your Bible right there attached to this word melted. Keep the Bible right there for this word melted. Are you with me? Watch this carefully. Watch this carefully. He's going to say in verse 8, Nevertheless, my brethren went up with me and made the heart of the people what? (laughs) Oh, you're not with me right now. The ten spies are sitting around making the people scared. And their hearts are melted. They have walked in this wilderness for 40 years when the people behind the walls' hearts was melted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All because they believed a lie. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Many of us are letting people scare us into doing what they make us afraid to do. Right. So some people say, oh, you don't want to go to church. You get go to church, you going to meet some crazy people. And you of meeting some crazy people, you ain't going to want to be there. And so we believe that message and we stay home. Why? When we stay home, we end up wandering through life, can't get the direction we need because we're not hearing the word of God like we need to. And then we struggle because well, I don't even know who to date. I don't even know how to get out of depression. I don't even know how to get out of this dark hole I'm in. I don't even know how to deal with my finances. I don't even know how to make my marriage work. I, I have a lot of direction I need. So I'm going to social media because now I'm a follower. Social media starts scaring me. Girl, you don't want to do that. You're going to be naked, barefoot, in the kitchen. So all this fear, we follow the fear, and we do what the fear tells us to do. When Satan is already saying, oh, my God, if they ever pick up the word, if they ever do what God says, I can't corrupt them, I can't destroy them, and I can't do what I want to do with them. If they just pick up this sword that I can't fight against. I can't do nothing. Because that sword, I I went to that sword. I put it on a cross. I nailed it to a cross. And it did get up from the grave. So now I ain't got nothing. I can't give them death because they can overcome death. I can't give them lies because they can overcome the lie with the truth. I can't give them sadness because he's liable to turn around, grow inside of them, and give them the joy of the spirit. I can't take away their peace because this man will grow inside of them and give them peace. I can't make them weary because he gives them strength to give them strength to make it through difficult times because he who is in them is now greater than me. So if I could just get them away from church and the Bible and the Word of God, then I could create fear. with me. the first time Jesus Christ met Peter, He said to Peter, don't fear. Watch it, Luke chapter five, do not fear. What caused Peter to deny Jesus? Fear. What does he come to Peter and say? Do you love me? What did he tell Peter? If you love me, you do what? Keep my commands. You cannot lean to your emotions. I cannot lean to yourself. If you love yourself, you will lose yourself. But if you give up yourself for my sake, you will gain yourself. Because fear is such a powerful emotion. It could drive you to believe lies. It could drive you to believe whatever satisfies your feelings and your desires. It could drive you there. But if you choose to do what I say, you're going to have to die to yourself. Pick up a cross and follow me. And you got to kill fear. These people suffered for 40 years because they were afraid of people who were afraid of them. Some of us are suffering, broken, and hurting because we are afraid of this and afraid of that. Afraid if I do this, this is going to happen. And God is saying, no, 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 drop the fear. That's what, one of the things that would lead you to be faithful. Give up the fear. Give up the fear. Here's the next thing. That would give you strength to stay faithful. Stick with the truth. Think about it for a minute. Satan has filled the world with lies. So that when God is speaking the truth, God is a waste of time. You don't know what he's talking about. Don't believe them preachers. That Bible is an ancient text. He got us doing all of that. Why is doing all of that? Because he's afraid that if we were to ever pick up the Bible and decide to move forward, God don't care how thick walls are. God don't care how big giants are. God don't care how difficult the problems are. Because God knows he's able to do exceedingly abundantly all I could ever actually think. So don't tell me about the problem. Let me fix the problem for you by taking you away from becoming a problem. That's what's sad in this story. It really is sad for me when I read that. They ran away from something that was running away from them. (laughs) You know, I, I, I saw this and I wrote this sentence from it. It says, when Caleb reported to Moses what he saw, he was passionately committed to it despite the obstacles, to willingly do what he had set his mind to do despite the obstacles. Because, watch this carefully, because even though some of the spies relied on circumstances, Caleb saw that the circumstances were a lie and God is the truth. You have to commit to the truth no matter how crazy it may seem. When God speaks, yes sir. Now, how can I do it becomes how I figure out from my common sense, is how I do it. Looking for godly advice, looking for people who could give praying for wisdom. That's when I put my brain to work, but whether or not I believe what I believe, it has to be what God is saying. Watch what he says here. Watch what he says here, he says, I brought back to you what God said because I followed God fully. Whatever God tells me to do, I went up and I heard it. I saw the land is flowing with milk and honey. I saw that this land is where he's telling me to go. So as a result of that, God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Why? Because when I went in, he not only told me he's the truth, I went in and I saw the truth. I saw the land flowing with milk and honey. Everything he said about it is true. So we're going to stop going because of some giants? Oh no, we ain't going to stop going because of some giants. We're going to go despite the giants because what everything God said is the truth, you Must stick with the truth. That's how you stay faithful. The minute you turn off the truth, you will not be faithful. Don't believe lies. Look at verse 9. He says, so Moses swore on that day. Joshua's saying, okay, it's time for my blessing. That's what I love about this. When you walk with God, you could say, come on, God. You promised. (laughs) Come on, God. You said you're going to do this. You know, I like to go pray like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh, God, you, you said this. You're going to do this, God. I know it be going to be your timing. He had to wait 45 years. It could be your timing, but you said you're going to do this, God. It's in the Bible, God. I'm ready, God. I'm taking the cup, putting it up under, under this pipe. You're going to turn the pipe on when you're ready, but you don't have to look for my cup. It's going to be right there this is what he this is what J, Caleb is like gangster right here he says oh no he said every place I put my feet that I trod, he says that's my inheritance and it's not just for me it's going to be for all all my kids all my grandkids everybody it's going to go on forever God going to bless me this was what he said I followed he repeats I followed him I went against the grain I followed him and I did it fully so God said gonna this is gonna to happen to me he says look at me look at me he says now behold the Lord has let me live so he's kept his promise thus far he well, look at it. He left me live as he spoke 45 years ago. And so J- Caleb went through the walls. 45 five years later, Caleb is fighting through the walls, fighting through everybody. And he's got his strength and energy at 85 years of age. Could you see him doing it? You know, he, he's out there 85 years of age, fighting the enemy, killing the enemy, doing the enemy, doing what he got to do. Now he's arriving at Gilgal. Look at me. I'm alive. I'm not just alive because he kept his word for 40 years. I'm alive because for five years I've been fighting and I'm still here. So, God has kept his word. Watch this carefully. Watch this carefully. He says, and the Lord has spoken. I'm here 85 years. I got my strength today like I had it before. So, guess what? Give me my land. Give me my land. Oh, folks. (laughs) Go to John 15. Give me my land. And Joshua, you were there when he said everything he said. So you're an eyewitness. Give me my land. That's why I love I love, you know, there's many days I go to God and say, God, you promised. Look at John chapter 15 walk with me. He says in verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can't do nothing. In other words, you, you, you do it for a while, it doesn't work out. You do it for not a while, it doesn't work out. It seems like you're getting, getting moving down the road a little bit further, and it didn't work out. He said, it does not come out to nothing. Ecclesiastes talks about this clearly. But look at verse 7. If you abide in me, And my words, this is not just to Caleb. This is to us. This is not particularly just to Caleb. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. Watch this carefully. And it will be done to you. The word done means if it's not there, I will create it for you. So, so it doesn't have to be there before you get it. Yeah. It could never be there. And I will still make it for you. Yeah. And watch it carefully. It's not just done for you. It's not just done for you, meaning I put your DNA in it because it is particular just to you. Because you, well, you've got, you got to see the personal pronouns up in here. If you abide in me and I abide in you, very personal, I will bless you with the desires of your heart. And I will make it done for you. Oh, what, what, you don't understand it. I'll make this happen to you because whatever is for you, I'm going to make it particular to you because it's just yours. It don't belong to nobody else because you decide to abide in me. You kept doing what I said. You kept doing every, exactly what I said. You disciples, when people came up against you, you still did what you're supposed to do. You stood at Pentecost. You preached. They beat you up. Locked you in jail. You went back to Pentecost and you still preached. You did exactly like I tell you to do. And as a result of that, everything I promise to you will get done. You will be in heaven. Twelve thrones available to you because you did exactly like I said. Twelve thrones are not available to anybody else but you. God got a blessing for you. And it is just for you. But you have to decide whether or not with giants and walls and loneliness and pain and heartache and brokenness and money issues and difficult job issues and all the different issues. God, I will abide in you. I will do what you say no matter who's going against me, who's talking negative about me. I will go against the grain. I don't care at school who thinks I am weird. I'm stupid for believing in the Bible. I'm still going to do what God tells me to do because God made me to do it and I know he's going to bless me. going to bless me without a messed up life because I didn't make the decisions they made. Going against the grain is your blessing. God is not into what the world is doing. But please do not drop off the word fully. And everything in this passage Caleb did intentionally. I am am not going to go with what these spies are saying. I'm going to go into the land, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to wait 45 years, because it took God that long, to walk up to Joshua and say, give me mine. I'm going to fight the enemy, deal with the walls, deal with the problems, deal with the heartache, deal with all the situations, because I'm sure his family members died. I'm going to deal with all of that. Because I know what the Lord promised he will do. And if that means nobody else followed me, only Joshua and the 10 spies didn't, so be it. If it means that some people are going to die as a result of the decisions I made because I choose to do what God says, I will go to the funeral, pray over them, do whatever I got to do. But I'm still going back to the promised land to do what God tell me to do. I'm going to be intentional about what God says because that's my blessing. I, and I need God's blessings. I need him to wake me up another morning. I need me to carry along my way. I need him to hold on to my job. When I go for the doctor, I need a miracle when God is working with me. I need God to keep me one more time. I need God to watch over me, to raise me up again. I need God to see my kids go out the door. I need to see them come back in the door. I need to be able to make it one day after the next. I need His blessing. I need God to, when I pray over my food, I need some more food tomorrow. I need God to provide a blessing. I need when I'm standing here on my job and I'm doing what God is telling me to do in my job, I need to find favor and not people to become my enemy. I need His blessing. I need to be able that when I walk with God each and every day and my marriage, it may not be perfect but God will give me strength to be the person I need to be no matter how the marriage may be. I need His blessing. When a person sees that, it doesn't matter what you face. It only matters who you face it with. I pray that you will give to Power Walk. We've got trips to Africa, to Barbados, to Guyana, We've got trips to the Bahamas. We've got trips into different parts of the world that God is leading us to. And I pray that your support will effectively touch lives because we take qualified pastors with me as well, who are well-trained, well-qualified. I look forward to your support. It takes your support to make all of this possible. We We have a school that is now being built in Mozanzi, Rwanda. We pray that along with other people who are supporting this school, that is getting it off the ground, that is almost finished being built, that you will help us reach that $250,000 deficit. We look forward to hearing from you. Specify to us what you want us to do, and we'll make sure it gets there. Thank you for supporting Power Walk. Your support is essential. (music)